It's trade deadline season as the rumors are picking up. We're starting to see some moves being made. We'll talk about who the Braves should be going after. I'll tell you what I would do if I were the GM, and we'll take your trade deadline questions all on a Friday episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we are covering your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button on this video. Hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever we post a new episode. And as always, thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today, we're strictly going to be talking about the trade deadline, which is coming up next Tuesday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. Eastern. So it's quickly approaching. We're starting to see a couple of moves being made. Talked about Andrew Benintendi going to the Yankees the other day. The Mets have made a couple of small moves. So things are starting to pick up. Rumors are swirling around. Should be a really fun weekend and a fun couple of days leading up to the trade deadline. It's always one of the more enjoyable days, weeks of the baseball season. Constantly refreshing and updating Twitter. I get very little work done around this time of year. Uh, but it should be exciting and fun, and I think the Braves will be a big part of that as well. Maybe not any huge splashes, but I do think Alex Anthopoulos and company will make several moves. We'll talk about that. I'll tell you the moves that I think Alex should make, and we'll take your questions as well uh, leading up to the trade deadline. But I want to start with just a little bit of trade news. I've mentioned the Mets on Thursday night. They traded for outfielder Tyler Naquin as well as left-handed pitcher Philip Dial from the Reds for Jose Acuna and Hector Rodriguez. Uh, a nice depth move for the Mets. This is kind of what I've been talking about for the Braves, that maybe you can't go out and make a splashy move, which I still think the Mets are going to do. This isn't the only thing they're going to do, but create some depth. You know, Get some pieces on your bench. Some guys like Naquin, who are platoon guys that at least can do one thing really good, put them on their bench and use them in those spots, and they can be very effective. So, again, unfortunately, I like the move from the Mets, what they're doing. They got Vogelbach you know, last week, got Tyler Naquin now, so they got a couple of, of lefty specialists that can come in against right-handed pitchers and have good numbers against right-handed pitchers. They get a left-handed reliever as well. So a nice depth move for the Mets. I think at the very least we see the Braves make those types of moves, or at least I hope so. Seems like the Padres are emerging as front runners for Juan Soto. There were some rumblings for the Texas Rangers being interested as well, but 
get him out of the NL East. Uh, hopefully that's at very least going to happen. We'll see if Juan Soto gets moved at this deadline. I'm still a little bit skeptical, but I do think A.J. Preller, he is known uh, to be a gunslinger. I would not be surprised the Padres do land him and get involved. And you get him, and you get him for three postseason runs. Um, you know, you get him for the rest of this year and two more seasons. So would not be a bad idea. The price tag would have to be incredibly high to do that, especially with getting that those years of controls, although it's not going to be cheap. He's going to make a lot through arbitration as one of the best players in baseball. But I do think the Padres – uh, at least their GM is brave enough to do that. All right, I want to start jumping into some of your questions here. Be pretty quick with some of these, uh, but I did want to just run through them real quickly. Jared Vickery says, what would it take to get Cattell Marte, or is it a no-go with the extension he signed? It's a no-go. I mean, it would take, it would take a lot to get him, um, and I do think that that ship has sailed with the extension that he signed with the Diamondbacks. There's just... No way they're going to move him right now after doing that extension. They view him as the corner piece of their rebuild when they're ready to contend again. Um, they view him as that that corner piece. Uh, next question comes from uh, sports underscore gloss. He said, what about Anderson, Ian Anderson and Marcelo Zuna for Gallo and the Wiseaga? The Yankees take on Ozuna's contract in exchange for the extra years of control of Ian Anderson. We get an upside in Gallo and a right-handed reliever. I think both pitchers can benefit from a change of scenery and maybe benefit from pitching in a new league. Two months of a struggling Joey Gallo and two-plus years of a relief pitcher who isn't having a good year is not worth giving up a 24-year-old Ian Anderson, who I still believe will be a good pitcher. Uh, look, he's struggled this year. There's no doubt about that, but he's still just 24 years old. Even if that means getting rid of the Ozuna contract, that's just not a deal I'm, I'd am i be willing to do. I'm not ready to give up on Ian Anderson. If you're going to trade him, it better be for a really good piece that you're getting in return, not for uh, Joey Gallo, which we're going to talk more about in a second, and not a right-handed relief pitcher who probably wouldn't be the sixth or seventh best guy in your bullpen right now. Um, so, no, I would not. I would not do that deal even if it meant getting rid of Ozuna's contract. Next question comes from Jason says, since Joey Gallo is the hot topic, what's a realistic package for him? We know money is tight and we don't have the prospect collateral to go big. Who are some realistic additions that AA could realistically pick up? So look, Joey Gallo is getting a lot of attention, especially among brave circles and Braves fans on Twitter. I don't understand it. I, I really don't get it people are so enamored with joey gallo and I, I guess i understand that maybe you get him out of new york and you get some upside this guy's hit under 200 the past three years and, and i get it average isn't you know the end-all be-all stat but that's not good i don't i don't know what other way to put that and for a team in the braves who already have enough swing and miss in their lineup do you really want to add a guy who strikes out 40% of the time or nearly 40% of the time? I just, I don't understand all the love that Joey Gallo is getting, especially from Braves fans wanting to take him on. Um, you know, he's owed about three and a half million the rest of the year. He is a platoon only guy. You're only going to start him against right-handers, which you're mostly going to face right-handers. But even that, 
you know, he hasn't been great. I think there's better platoon options out there. I'd rather have a David Peralta from the left-handed side than Joey Gallo right now. And his defense, which in the past has been elite, has slipped some as well this year. So I don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand the fit for Joey Gallo. I don't, I don't think he is a fit for what this Atlanta Braves team needs right now. Um, so no, I, I'm out on Joey Gallo as far as the price for him. I, I would, I would, I would hardly give up anything for Joey Gallo. I, w- I would think the Yankees would be trying to, uh, you know, give him away for for anything just to create a roster spot at this point. So he wouldn't be expensive in terms of prospects. He you know, would be a little bit expensive with three and a half million on the books the rest of the year. I just don't know what real value he serves on this Braves team. Uh, he doesn't really help you <laughs> at all, I believe. Uh, and I could be completely wrong on that, but I just don't. I don't get it. And Joey Gallo is getting a lot of attention uh, amongst Braves fans on Twitter that I'm seeing. And I'm getting a lot of people asking me about Joey Gallo. I don't get it. I don't understand the love for him. Again, I think there's, I think there's much better options out there that you could get for, you know, the same price, uh, if not less. I think, again, I mentioned Peralta, Brandon Drury, Randall Gritchick from the right-handed side or Jordan Leplow from the right-handed side. Uh, those are all, you know, kind of, platoon guys that I think are better options than Joey Gallo at the moment. So, and again, I think there's probably guys out there we're not even thinking of that AA is looking at right now. So yeah, Joey Gallo is a big name and I think a lot of people are enamored with that name, but I just don't see the fit for the Braves. It doesn't really make any sense at all to me. All right, next, going to take some more trade deadline questions, and I'm going to tell you what I would do if I were a GM of the Atlanta Braves leading up to the trade deadline. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill sets and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in developing or in delivering quality hires and versus the leading competitor. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Braves your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, as we talked about earlier. And Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns. Lockdown Braves will have rapid reactions to any moves that are made leading up to the deadline. So make sure you subscribe to Lockdown MLB. We're going to have a special show on the deadline day. And obviously, any moves that happen, I'll have breaking uh, Lockdown reactions to that on the YouTube feed. So make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Braves on YouTube and Lockdown MLB as well to get all the trade deadline coverage. A couple more trade deadline questions. I want to get into what I would do at the deadline. Uh, the next two actually come from Chris Schaff. He says, can the Braves put Anderson in the bullpen with that? Also having Yates back in the bullpen 
is it realistic for the Braves to get Ian Happ and also a starter to take Anderson's spot like Tyler Maley? Um, I think the cost of getting Happ and Tyler Maley would be too much for the Braves. I think you'd have to give up a pretty significant prospect for each of those. So that might be a little too much for what Alex Anthopoulos is wanting to do. I think you get one or the other. I don't know if you can get both. Would love to get both, certainly. And I think the Braves could do it. It's just, what's the price? Can they outbid others? Um, but I think the price may get a little too high to do both of those guys. Um, more likely, I think they get Hap. And then someone like Jose Quintana for the rotation is more of an innings eater, a, a fourth fifths guy in the starting rotation to potentially replace Ian Anderson. Um, I don't see Ian as a bullpen guy. To me, that's not a great option, a great spot for him. Again, I still view him as a, a good middle rotation, number three, four type starter in the future. I do think, I do think the Braves trade for a starter and I think Ian gets moved back down to AAA. He's scheduled to start this Saturday in Atlanta against the Diamondbacks for the Braves. That'll be a big start for him. Obviously, we need to start seeing signs of improvement. Either way, I think the Braves get a, a starter at the deadline. I think Ian goes back to AAA to work on things. And then hopefully he's able to figure some things out, come back later in the year and be a big part of the rotation or if an injury comes up, you know, when he's needed. Look, it's there. We've seen it. I just think the league started to adjust to him. It's time for him to start making some adjustments as well. Again, I will say it. He is still just 24 years old. There's plenty of room for growth for Ian Anderson. I'm not sure I'd bank on Kirby Yates being that back of the bullpen guy just yet. He's looked really good on his rehab outings. Need to see several outings from him at the big league level yet. Not saying that he can't be that guy, but I wouldn't bank on it. I'd still go out and get a right-handed reliever uh, just in case. There's not a ton of great arms out there anyway. So, um, you know, I'd go out and get, uh, you know, Michael Givens or Andrew Chafin, somebody like that uh, to fill in a bullpen role. I would not just strictly count on Kirby Yates coming in and being that dominant reliever that he was before the injury. And then the other question from Chris, do you feel like the Braves need to sign a starter to compete with the Mets getting DeGrom back? Look, you're not going to acquire anybody that's going to be on the level of DeGrom unless there's the pipe dream to get Shohei Otani. But uh, that, to me, is not realistic, at least not for the Braves. So, no, I, I still believe in Freed and Charlie Morton. I know Morton, Morton is starting to make me a little nervous right now, but I still think Freed and Morton in a postseason series, a postseason game, can go up against Scherzer in DeGrom. I believe in Kyle Wright as a number three in your rotation, and I believe he's solid. So I'm fine with those three guys. We just saw what they did in the postseason past year. Not Kyle Wright, but Freed and Morton until the injury. We saw what Kyle Wright did in the World Series. So I, I'm, I'm comfortable with those three leading my postseason rotation. And then obviously Spencer Strider, kind of a wild card. I mean, he can go out there and dominate any lineup for five or six innings as he's shown. So I feel comfortable with the starting rotation, maybe more comfortable than others do. I still think they need to get somebody at the deadline, but I'm thinking more of a, a fourth, fifth starter, innings eater, eating, innings eater type of starter, not anybody at the top of the rotation. I don't think they're going to get Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas. Again, you're not going to get anybody that's going to compete at the level of Jacob deGrom. So 
you know, do they need to get a starter? Yes, but not necessarily in response to what the Mets have or Jacob deGrom coming back. Um, you know, it would be great to get Luis Castillo. He's probably the really the only arm out there that I think just really bolsters the top of this rotation. But again, like I said, I still believe in the starters that the Braves have, and I think they are good enough to win a World Series. They were last year. Um, so I, I still believe in this rotation. And again, there's nobody you can get that can compete with the Grom. So uh, you just have to rely on the guys you have and hope that some of them step up, honestly, in the second half and into the postseason. Appreciate all the questions, as always. I really do thank you for sending those in. They're always great. Uh, so cl- please continue to do that. Send them into locked on underscore Braves on Twitter. But I wanted to put my GM hat on for a minute and talk about the moves that I would make at the trade deadline to improve this Braves team. For me, the bit one big move I would make, I would trade anyone not named Jared Schuster, Schuster or Vaughn Grissom or obviously any of the recent draft picks for Ian Happ. That's my number one target right now. I think he fills the biggest need that the Braves have. At the moment, you know, a switch hitter, play corner outfield, can play second base in a pinch if needed, um, gets on base. He's really cut down on his strikeout rate this year. I just think he makes a ton of sense for the Braves, has some power, a little bit of speed, uh, you know, so it gives you a little bit of everything. So I'd give up anyone not named Jared Schuster or Vaughn Grissom to get Ian Happ. Um, you know, I would love to get through this trade deadline without giving up. Oh, again, any of the recent draft picks, Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock, Spencer Schwellenbach, um, Embryos Tavares, or uh, Smith Shaver. If you get through this trade deadline without getting any of those guys and you make this team better, I think that's a huge win for Alex Anthopoulos. But for Hap, uh, again, outside of those two, Schuster and Grissom, I'd be willing to give up just about anyone. Next move I would make, I'd, tra- I'd trade Alan Rangel or Braden Shoemake to the Los Angeles Angels for Noah Syndergaard and and either some money or either the Braves include Will Smith in that deal to offset some of the money because uh, Thor is is still owed a good bit of money the rest of the way. I like uh, Noah Syndergaard. I talked about him earlier in the week. I think he's a solid, you know, four starter in your rotation potential for a, a number three starter. I think there's you know, an opportunity for him to be more than that. I think you put him on a winning team like the Braves, and I think his numbers get even better. Uh, so I like Noah Syndergaard. I think that's a good fit for the Braves. And, uh, again, uh, just the opportunity for him to come back and go against his old team in the Mets. Uh, I love the competitive nature of Noah Syndergaard, always have. So I think that would be a great fit on the Braves and in their rotation. So that's the second move I would make. Third move, I'd give up. You know, Trey Harris, Justin Dean, somebody of that level for David Peralta. I'd still go out and get another left-handed platoon-type guy uh, like David Peralta. Um, Ian Happ is a switch hitter, but he hits better as a right-handed hitter, so he kind of fills that need uh, Adam from that you lose with Adam Duvall going down. Uh, but as a switch hitter, obviously he'll he can play every day, but he does fill that guy as a right-handed hitter who really crushes lefties. So you get. Somebody like David Peralta, a left-handed hitter who can crush righties. You have another bat off the bench there late in the game against right-handed relievers. So that's what I'd do. I'd give up a lower-level you know, prospect for David Peralta. And then finally, I'd add a right-handed pitcher or a relief pitcher, whoever that is, you know, 
I like Michael Fulmer from the Tigers. I think he kind of makes sense. You know, I'd give up, you know, Luke Waddell or a back end lower lower level starter like Tanner Gordon, something like that. Um, for Michael Fulmer, you could get Michael Gibbons from the Cubs, uh, David Robertson. Although I think he's probably going to um, cost too much from what you would really want to give up for him, just because he probably is the best relief pitcher on the market that we know of. Look, I'd go out to the Orioles, see if I could get Jorge Lopez or one of their young relievers. I just think that's going to cost too much, and I don't think the Orioles really have a desire to trade any of them right now. But overall, that's what I would do as the GM. I'd get the big bat in Ian Happ. I'd get a starter you know, like Thor or a Jose Quintana, somebody for that fourth, fifth spot in the rotation. I'd get another uh, left-handed bat for the bench you know, to replace either Mike Ford or Guillermo Heredia. Uh, and then I'd get a right-handed reliever as well, just in case Kirby Yates, you know, isn't that guy when he comes back. So that's what I would do as the GM. I'd make the, those four moves just to really create some depth. And, you know, that's really what I hope we see overall at the trade deadline is that Alex just makes a lot of small moves in order to create some depth. The core of this Braves team is there. They're good. They can compete. They can win a World Series. It's about creating the depth, the guys around them. So what if somebody gets injured in the last couple of months? Do you have somebody who can fill in that spot? So that's really what this trade deadline is about for me. It's creating depth. Yes, I would love to get a big piece. I'd love to get Ian Happ and you know Tyler Malley or Luis Castillo. Would certainly love for that to happen. But at the very least, I just want to see Alex create some depth. That's my goal for the Braves at this trade deadline. I think those moves that I talked about will do that. All right, the Braves get back to action after the off day on Thursday, going to come up against the Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend. Braves looking to get back on track after dropping a series in Philly. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sport wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. The Braves start a three-game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks in Atlanta this weekend. Obviously, leading up to the trade deadline, the last three games before the trade deadline, you always wonder how that affects players, both players who you know, could be getting traded to a contender and players on the Braves who could be losing their spot on a contender. Um, you always wonder how that affects their play going into the trade deadline. But that'll be the case this weekend. The Diamondbacks could be looking to trade some players. The Braves obviously looking to trade for some players. And I think those two actually have um, some matchups where they could make a move. Um, Madison Bumgarner versus Kyle Wright on Friday night. Mad Bum got off to a really hot start in April. Since then, he's pitched more like a fourth or fifth starter, which is what he is at this point. So, Hopefully the Braves can get after him. Hopefully Kyle Wright has another solid outing uh, and the Braves can get a win uh, to start the weekend. On Saturday, it'll be Corbin Martin versus Ian Anderson. Talked about it a minute ago. Ian, very important start for Ian Anderson. Have to see some improvement. Really need to see him just change some things up. Um, I think it could be a very important spot for him. He could potentially be losing his spot 
in the rotation after Saturday. For Corbin Martin, they just moved him into the rotation. The longest outing of that he's gone all year is four innings. He's done that three times. Um, he's walked nine batters in his last two innings or last two outings. Uh, that's a total of eight innings, and he doesn't strike out a lot either. So, again, it's a favorable matchup for Ian, Ian Anderson, a game that the Braves probably should win going up against Corbin Martin, who just doesn't have a lot of experience, a lot of experience going deep into games yet, still struggling with command as a young pitcher. Seems like a favorable matchup for Ian Anderson and the Braves. And then on Sunday, got a really good pitching matchup uh, to end the month of, of July. Merrill Kelly versus Max Freed. Kelly pitched eight shutout innings his last time out, has a 1.57 ERA in July, going at least six innings in each outing, allowing two earned or less. So that's going to be a tough one for the Braves. It's a series finale. It's a day game going up against a really good pitcher. Going to be a tough game, even though the Braves have their ace on the mound in Max Freed. But hopefully they get the first two games of this series. Hopefully they get a sweep. Uh, it is going to be an important series for the Braves because it's a series leading up before the trade deadline. And also the first couple of weeks of August are really tough for the Braves. So important to end the month of July on a high note here, getting at least a series win against the Diamondbacks. But again, hopefully getting a sweep and really getting a hot stretch going into the month of August. That will do it for this episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen every day. We'll be back on Monday, wrapping up the weekend and giving more trade deadline coverage. Now go and make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 